0: Hi. Hi. Welcome to Film Critters. another Film Critics Process. This is uh
1: hello. We're here to talk about Hi. two movies.
0: Uh two very very I guess independent cinema. Um yeah. I'm going to I'm going to put this right out here right now if you're listening to this and you want to support uh independent film as well as local theaters, wherever you are. Um, We are going to be putting links down below for basically like I found, I found where you can stream either of these films for money, which is a crazy idea.
1: (laughs) Incredible Um, concept.
0: But uh, above these, we'll also have them listed sort of like by like a lot of these times the the streaming virtual cinema thing they're doing is just that like there will be a bunch of pages independently for like this one. If you if you stream it on this one, the profits or of it or whatever go towards this theater or this theater. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be linking off to kind of like where you can see all those you can just pick a random one if you don't really care if there's like specific local theaters to you or to your state that you want to be like, Oh, I want to see if they're on the list. You can check to see that. Um, but yeah, just, if you wanted to check out either of these films and I mean, honestly, I think they probably are both worth checking out in their own way. Uh, feel free to do it that way because you know, independent theaters in general are taking a big hit during all this, but independent theaters, especially. So I've been, I personally at have been trying to, to stream any of the independent films I watch via uh via them rather than just going to fucking Amazon or whatever. Same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Keep a keep a close ear on, on uh or a, a close eye on the sort of home pages and websites of your of your local of your local indie theaters because yeah, they, they have um our ours ours I can say have done a really good job of pivoting into kind of quarantine entertainment era. Um so we want to support them and we want to we want to see them stick around for when all of this is over so that we can go and uh, watch some unheard of movies from some crazy corner of the world. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we watched a couple of movies. Uh, wouldn't necessarily describe them as horror, but they are they do have <laughs> some pretty uh some pretty uh they're they're both kind of like drama films but they're they're also very heavy uh in in certain uh very specific aspects uh the first one that we watched uh was a movie called miss
0: Juneteenth. um yeah miss very a very i don't want to say sweet and wholesome uh, <laughs> a very it's like a it's a it's it's a nice familial film it's it's yeah. a movie about mother-daughter relationships it is not full-blown hereditary but it is it does not shy away from the tensions of mother-daughter friendships yeah relationships
1: yeah a hundred percent uh i i kind of described this to jay uh and forgive me if this is kind of an annoying description but i i described it more or less as like hereditary meets little miss sunshine because it is obviously like a pageant movie
0: uh they're in texas i know that but i don't remember where in texas I remember that because, like, it's a big part of their their history. Is because they're like, this was the day that like we found out that like oh we we've been being lied to and that like we were emancipated like several years earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, yeah. uh, So it circles around. It's like a pageant film. It circles around this kind of local pageant, uh, and it's also, but like, yeah, like Jay said, it's it's also really hyper granular as far as kind of the specific ways uh you know this specific mother daughter relationship um and the aspects of it that are hereditary like is is not anything that's necessarily horror but more kind of the horror of like real fucking life uh and and growing up poor it it, it centers around this like pageant winner this like uh you know this woman who kind of uh, won a pageant when she was younger and is now uh working at a uh, working at like a bar uh, and doing all sorts of, like, really unglamorous work. Like, one of the first things we see her do is, like, clean toilets. There, there's all sorts of lines later on in the film about how, like, other other winners of this same pageant, like, went on to make something of themselves. And they went on to become, oh, they're, like, astrophysicists or they're, like, CEOs and shit like that. But we're, um, you know, kind of centering ourselves around this character who is uh, kind of stuck, stuck in the machinations of this, like, you know, local um kind of local american uh poverty level and that kind of in the same way that it does you know like in in a in a way that i felt was depicted very realistically puts stress on a lot of relationships uh almost every relationship that she has to someone else in this movie is kind of marred by like you know how little fucking money she has and how much how much this shit sucks
0: yeah, 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 no, it's, 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 uh, I guess I would say because, uh, Hereditary is a lot more about, like, a very inherited, like, mental illness and, like, parent, like, mothers and, like, daughter tensions that kind of stem from, like, that, or mother and child tensions, whereas, uh, Miss Juneteenth is definitely about inherited, like, poverty and how that cre- causes strain between, like, relationships, because, we do also see uh, the main character Turquoise. Yeah, Turquoise Jones. We see her her relationship with her mother as well, and it very much mirrors her a a worse version of her relationship with her daughter, where it's like kind of a refusal to see what her like what she's dealing with and like what she's having to work with and what she wants to be doing and instead seeing her as like well you didn't make the choices that i make and you should make or be making the choices that i made to get to where i am now even though we also see that like the grandmother isn't like doing much better either
1: yeah yeah god yeah that stuff is also that's that stuff is all really really um really resonant and and really rough As much as, as much as, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to compare it too much to Little Miss Sunshine. It does the kind of Little Miss Sunshine-esque climax of the film where, you know, they, they kind of like buck the tradition and they, they do something different or her daughter, like does something different and does something kind of like unexpected as her, um, as her performance and ostensibly gets like punished for it, but they grow, you know, closer together as a family. Um, but I also I also think that this movie has like a a stronger claim to that kind of ending just because there's so much like really, really good stuff happening with how this kind of the way tradition is perceived as like safety and the way that these like really, really just ancient ideals are held up as a way to be like. Oh, this is how you this is how you do things right, and as long as you do these do these things, uh, you know you will never be exposed to the ills of society or whatever. When like, the the movie also kind of like anecdotally shows like that's not true. Like this shit is like not so much random, but it's just like the, you know if, if you're if you're stuck in poverty, like you're not you know there is no genuinely like infallible path out of that. You know what I
0: mean? it it's very it is very like it's arbitrary like how yeah, yeah. how or if you can get out
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking absolutely um and you know it's it's very very tough uh very difficult like thematically but it's also like yeah that's you know it, it's fucking true and it there's a lot of um there's also a, a like it, it it kind of comes to a head in the the like grandmother subplot where like all of these people who kind of like claim to have their shit together like absolutely don't uh you know so it's it's definitely like one big uh the the pageant in and of itself is like one big sort of like crabs in a bucket style, you know kind of kind of utter undercutting each other and um the like the the really funny scene of the uh the woman who turquoise like beat uh during the pageant that she the pageant that she attended uh really 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 good i i just i just love all that shit
0: yeah no i i think the other thing about that like the the thing you talk about where it's like the people who are putting on these airs of doing better but we see they're not is also like definitely like a a poor like lower class thing too, where it's like when you're when you're poor and like especially when you're like a poor and also marginalized uh like along like race or identity lines you kind of are in a position of like you're looking for someone else you can look down on yeah because you because you exist in capitalism and capitalism tells you that like you know you gotta you gotta you gotta be looking down on somebody or you're a loser And so uh, Turquoise ends up kind of turning into that, despite her own, like, things. So it's like, you see all these characters who are like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm not doing the best, but, like, I'm more stable than her. Like, I have a husband, or, like, I didn't have to work as a stripper once. Yeah. Um, And I love that, that thorough line kind of sewn throughout the film is, like, people mistaking or remembering that she was a stripper at some point, and, like, how very clearly, like, upsetting that is to her, and that's why she's like pushing her daughter so much towards this is that she's afraid that if her daughter gets too good at dancing, she's also going to become a stripper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like how, how clear that like part of the reason that that past for her is so shameful is specifically because it's something that everyone else judged her for. And specifically because it's like, Oh, you were Miss Juneteenth and you threw it away. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, that's that is herself as well looking down on someone else, which is women who who do sex work, women who are strippers. Like that's that's her looking further down, and so she becomes like afraid of that. It's the film really, the film really uses class in a very specific way to examine how. Even in a small community of people who are all connected and who all have a history together and who all ostensibly support each other, class becomes a, a hierarchical organizational way of defining, like, okay, but who's the losers and who's the winners? Yeah, big time. God, Which yeah, works perfectly for a film that is built around a pageant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. As a, as a, as a side note, uh, this is this is kind of like a a thing that me and my. I don't think i forget who it was i was talking about this with someone about how we saw like this list of people or people are like support like uh black film and black filmmakers and then the list was like just like black panther <laughs> get out uh get out which is a great film but it's like it all like Main like super super like mainstream stuff yeah and i want to a. just like come right out come right out here and say that when you're giving money to those films you can be supporting them and you should because some of them are really great like i think get out i think jordan peele's movies are great and i'd like to see him continue to make more uh studios are taking a massive cut of that you're <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, uh, you're
0: put support black support black filmmaking put money in Bloomhouse's pockets Yeah, support black filmmaking. Walt Disney's corpse needs another layer (laughs) of frost on it. Uh, But, like, so we were talking about it, and I was like, that's, like, infuriating to me, because there are, like, actual black, like, like young black filmmakers who, like, having that kind of support is good. Uh, And Miss Juneteenth is a fantastic example. This is the debut film of Channing Godfrey Peoples, and I'm very excited to see what else she does, because this film was fucking gorgeous to look at. Yeah, there were incredible like shots in this movie. The the
1: poster shot of her in her red dress smoking was just like ugh. uh and yeah, I I saw I I I I don't know necessarily like I don't think this is necessarily a common thing, but I was kind of scrolling through Letterboxd reviews um where people people were like kind of dismissing this as more or less a lifetime movie and i do not fucking see that criticism at all uh like this is like a a perfectly this is like a good movie in its own right um
0: that's i i literally can't think of any reason that is other than because it's about a single mother yeah because it's it's it doesn't have the structure so like the thing is like lifetime movie structures usually involve like the character either overcoming or succumbing to some sort of societal vic- like societal ill and victimhood and this isn't really about that this is about a woman's like internal struggle for herself which is like the the fodder like that's basically what most indie films are
1: <laughs> yeah is, yeah absolutely. is a very
0: much so like about a person's internal struggle and how that translates into their interpersonal struggles and that's a lot of what Turquoise is dealing with this in the film, you know, her own guilt, her own shame about like her past, about her failures and the way that is spilling out into the way she interacts with her daughter, the way that interacts with the people in her community. And also the way in which like, you know, she, she doesn't recognize that there are opportunities in her life besides just trying to like relitigate like her past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you kind of see her like, There are so many uh, kind of moments in the movie, uh, especially like with regard to uh, kind of the guy that she's with. And, uh, you know, the um, well, the father of her child, uh, there's like a bunch of tension between her and him. And then there's like this other guy who kind of comes in and is like, hey, I have money and you are cute. (laughs) And, And she like watching her kind of like, Watching her like decision fatigue and like inability to really kind of to kind of reckon with that uh, like the morality of that situation, like watching that evolve um, and kind of dissolve was like really interesting in and of its in and of its own right. Like as as you know, as like a microcosm of uh, of all of her other sort of like decision fatigue in the movie and trying to figure out like where her self defining like begins and ends and like how she relates to other people. Um, I also I thought that it was I I really thought that it was like leading to a much more kind of dramatic ending uh, specifically with uh, like her kid's dad because they kind of play it like he's going to pull some shit like he gets scared off by the guy and then he's just kind of gone for the rest of the movie. Um, I'm glad that we didn't see him again to be (laughs) to be clear. Yeah, Uh, yeah. There is always, like, that that fear of retaliation uh, by, like, a romantic partner is uh, pretty much just never not going to be, like, an ever-present, like, source of stress, um, you know, specifically, like, for this person in this par- very particular situation, but some stresses just kind of don't resolve themselves, and and usually I kind of have, I, I usually kind of take umbrage with uh, movies that don't, like, wrap things up like that, but... Uh, I kind of think it works I kind of think it works a little bit toward the favor of of that kind of subplot as well to where like he's still out there. And, you know, maybe he maybe he's maybe he's becoming a better person. Maybe he isn't. I,
0: I think it worked really well, too, because I felt like uh the the introduction of those two characters um, kind of like have this dynamic to the film of like representing like not like a shoulder angel and shoulder demon but kind of like two different temptations yeah uh and that both of them sort of offer her like ideas that she had like like um i forget the name The, the name of the man that she's working with who kind of is like you know i have money it's sort of like oh like am i willing to like be in a relationship with a guy who's like nice but like isn't really like a dude I'm super into and am I like comfortable like lying to him about the fact that I'm not into him yeah for like the for like the safety of like security that like me and my daughter desperately need am I am I comfortable of continuing to engage with this person who like fulfills me emotionally but is like incredibly unreliable and like consequently is like making my situation with me and my daughter like harder like it's it, I really like it because like it it really shows like this tension she's in where it's like it's not the the sort of typical romance thing of like oh either the the heartless billionaire or like the rugged uh secretly rich uh handsome fireman yeah it's it's like no both of these guys like aren't really going to provide like what she needs in her life. But she's feeling torn like she has to make a decision about picking one of them because like that's what you're supposed to do in your life is you have to you have to pick the partner and that's going to be the person who helps you fix your life and put it together. And so I kind of like that like that doesn't get resolved in like a more conclusive way because I feel like a, a part of it is her sort of realizing like, oh, I can invest down. In like my daughter and myself, like I, I can, I can make my romantic decisions based on like what is overall best for us, not based on like what is strategically best for us.
1: Yeah, which is which is awesome. Just like a uh, a really a really good touch for her to basically pick
0: like neither, <laughs> like neither guy, and, and to do so without it turning into like a big speech where she's like, I learned something today, guys. Uh, yeah. It's it's just you just like you just notice like yeah, she kind of is very clearly unsure of of how to follow, like how to follow through with these relationships and then seeing the conflict between them is like what makes you realize like, Oh, I don't like need to date either of these guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to rely on either of these people.
1: Yeah. Which kind of, which kind of goes back to the sort of like paranoia about the, uh, about the like unknown or like the abject or whatever that like the whole, the whole like, Pageant is trying to kind of position itself against right like you know uh, because like you know morals notwithstanding everyone is kind of just doing what they need to do to survive um and you know the the sort of uh the sort of uh you know outside opinions and the 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 sort of uh kind of play acting as a family is is sometimes you know sometimes kind of does a little bit more harm than good. Uh, m- more or less, I, I you know, or at least specifically in the case of uh, this movie, this plot, this uh, preceding of events.
0: Uh, as a note, uh, the the scenes of the pageant, I love how they're just just subtly hyper real. Like anytime we're seeing them do rehearsals, anytime like we see the competition, it like it like feels like a dream sequence, but it's like actually happening. And I feel like yeah. it's they're filmed in the same way as like her actual memories and like kind of dream sequence moments she has. Like it's it's filmed in this way to make it feel like it's just slightly unreal, which I, I, I thought was like a really good touch to like how because it really underscores like how much this event is like such a big deal in their community to the point that it takes on a, like actual fantastical character.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah I, I I loved all the des, the design decisions and like all of the kind of subtle character acting of uh everything that kind of went into uh everything that kind of like went into the pageant scenes um man yeah really 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 dense uh and definitely definitely a lot to be said about uh kind of like the the aesthetic choices there therein
0: I will say I feel so dumb that I just realized the, the 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 metaphorical parallel is that a big thing they emphasize over and over is that the Miss Juneteenth con thing is about like an event that happened in their Texas community where it was like two years after the emancipation. The black community there found out that the emancipation had happened like it had been kept a secret from them. Uh, and so like the theme of that is that it's a celebration of the day that we realized that we were actually free to make choices for ourselves. And Damn. that is what turquoise is struggling with,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you were free the whole time. Think about it. That's fucking cool. Actually. That's like insane. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I like just put that together. I was like, Oh, wait a second. Like the whole thing of Jean is like, it, it parallels like her realizations that like she has larger autonomy for her life. Than she is, which is like, I I would say is like maybe like the minorist critique I could give to the film is, you know, the the happy ending is like now you're a small business owner. And it's like I maybe it's just because I live in coronavirus times. I don't know if that's like the best happy ending. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like I I, I get it because we we are shown that what the character values is economic security. And the American dream of economic security is Owning a small business, so it, it, it makes sense. I I can I can hush my my cynical socialist voice for a bit to recognize that it's this is a film about accomplishing economic independence for a person who has gone her whole life without it. This was definitely kind of like a immediately pre COVID film. Yeah, every time uh, they have those pageants, I was like, you can't do that. You can't. Have, that's too many people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's too many damn people in the room. Please. Oh my god, you guys are not distancing at all. Where were the masks?
0: Where where were the masks? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'm saying that every day of my life. Circles, <laughs> you feel me on this. Where are the masks? <laughs> where? Oh, God. Also, I will say her daughter. Um, so I was like blown away at seeing an extremely wholesome portrayal of a teenage girl that was like. Not like unrealistic.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that was incredible. Like, Like,
0: she's just like, she's just like, but I want to dance. I don't want to do this thing. Mom, I just want to spend time with my boyfriend and like maybe smoke weed, but like not in a like kid on the edge way, just in a like because I'm a teenager and it's like 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and like weed is legal in like half the country now like it, it was it was very like actually like kind of a relief to see like this kind of a film that even addresses like parent teen dynamics and has a teen who's like i I'm looking at the Sundance description and they call her rebellious, and I'm like she's not like rebellious, she's just like trying to assert that like she is fifteen years old now like she she is not a child, she can make some decisions for herself like I don't know it's 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 nice to see teenagers actually be depicted as like teenagers without it having to be specifically teenagers like on the edge or turning teenagers dealing with trauma it's just now she's just a, she's, she's a little naive to the world because she's like kind of coming into adult like young adulthood but she's right. aware that like you know she she's old enough to make some decisions for herself
1: yeah i i, I thought her portrayal was like spectacular because she's she's not like She's not this very sort of typical teen character with that just, like, oh, I hate you, Mom, so I'm so, uh, you know,
0: I'm so fucking... I don't want to be at the pageant. Like, it's, it's <laughs> nothing like that. It's just, like, you can just tell from the way she's acting that she's, like, I don't really want to be in the pageant, but, like, I get that this is important to you, so I'm going along with it, but, like, I don't want to do this.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, we all we all have memories of, like, being 15 and, and like, having enough, uh, you know, having just enough, like, self... uh self-realization or self-consciousness uh to like be going through something and being like wait why am i here (laughs) like who who am i here for because like not fucking me uh and but like she's not she's not angsty in the movie she's just like she just wants to do things (laughs) she just wants to do shit uh but she loves she clearly like loves her mom um you know even if even if there's just like a bunch of uh a bunch of tension just because of other other factors uh but yeah like a lot of really a lot of really good like heartfelt scenes uh of them kind of uh you know like fighting and making up and and you know bonding etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: yeah it's really I, it was really cute seeing her at the end with her mom during the uh uh, during her like getting the business loan stuff cuz it kind of makes it serious like she she's aware that this is like oh this is a thing that is good for my mom.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really really fucking good movie. I highly recommend it.
0: Uh Well, okay, actually, I I don't want to be like I highly recommend it. Uh it is like it, it's kind of in the same vein of uh never rarely sometimes always where it's like if if you want just like a a very simple straightforward uh like character drama like this is this is perfect for that uh but if that's not really your bag you know like i I know this is the kind of movie i probably wouldn't put on unless it was someone i knew who was also into these kind of movies because like otherwise they would just be like nothing's happening (laughs) it's boring It's boring. Uh, it's boring. Why are they talking so much? <laughs> when do they, when do they, when are the guns and action No, Not to say, uh, like, you're a fucking idiot if you don't like this. It's just more, it's like, no, it's I, I am aware that like this is, there are times even now still as an adult where I'm just like, I don't want to watch a movie about people talking about their <laughs> feelings. It's, yeah, it's a vibe. It's very specific. Uh, uh, but if that's a thing you like, like I said, very straightforward. It's a very, it's a very, very well executed one, and I was a fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and came away with, came away from it being very satisfied. I I would rather have spent my money on maybe maybe some clothes from like some clothes or some jewelry from Goodwill. I was gonna say like a prop tiara, but like when the fuck would I ever use that except for I don't know for the occasional obnoxious selfie or whatever.
0: I. I think I would rather have spent it on, honestly, this movie make, really made me miss, like, fairs and, like, stupid bullshit like that. Or, like, like when, like, little communities will have, like, oh, like, this church is putting on, like, a big thing, and there's a bunch of food, and you can pay money, and yeah. it's, it's all going towards some cause. I Like, 12 bucks for, like, one of those things, like, you get a little plate of, like, seven different homemade meals, and then there's, oh. like like, just, like weird cookies that you've never heard of like something like that i i I absolutely would have like killed for that uh yeah but i'm glad i didn't spend my 12 dollars on uh black panther ever because that movie was gonna just go immediately into walt disney's pocket
1: (laughs) yeah sorry folks uh (laughs) we're not we're not big fans of the mcu even even if they you know do hire
0: we're not big fans of the MCU, even if it did take them, like, 20 movies to hire literally a person who wasn't white. <laughs> like, the, the 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 most, like, basic criteria for, for diversity is just, oh, like, man. someone who isn't white.
1: Uh oh, the Disney Corporation is so woke. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but I would not have spent my $12 on uh, a pageant of any kind. They're the fucking worst fuck pageants
0: oh uh, god they're so boring have you ever watched pageants like on youtube uh, never because i'm not a pervert there that's okay fair <laughs> <laughs> but no there's like, literally yeah. no way i could follow up on that that's not gonna make me sound like a pervert so let's all right, <laughs> right <laughs> fine. let's just move on then. i'm not
1: in, <laughs> i mean i'm not saying you know it, there's there's a certain level of i i think i think that pageants warrant like a certain level of like why does this
0: exist type of like voyeurism um and it's it's a very outdated voyeurism now that we have influencers too. <laughs> What's
1: our next movie, Jay? Uh
0: our next movie is another, I think it's actually another debut film, Tito by Grace Glowicky. Tito. As I teased earlier, Tito is a fucking wild movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh and and much like the pre much like the one we discussed on the last processes is also fairly short uh an hour and 10 minutes hey movies stop making <laughs> yourselves longer than that if you don't have anything else to say <laughs> yeah real shit what an incredible what an incredible
1: work tito is i i kind of i i expected to be very annoyed by tito and i'm not going to say that i wasn't but i ended up like i i'm on the movie's side or rather like i I really, I, I just really fucking enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It is a crazy movie. That I don't think a single, like, it, it's very, it's told in a very specific way. where like, I don't think they have a genuine, like, real conversation about anything, the two characters uh, that this movie is about. Yeah, uh,
0: no, Tito barely talks. I, Tito has, like, a handful of sentences that they exchange with anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like... You know, it's a very simple it's it's like a really simple sort of political cartoon of a movie, uh, but it's also like weirdly effective. I don't I don't know. I don't know how you felt about it, but
0: it's oh, no, I I, I think the the physicality of both people's performances to match the like absurdity of the constructed world that they made is like. Perfect, especially because like the whole film has this energy of like really like 90s punk slapdash movies where it's like there's like no casts and there's like basically no other characters except like the two main cast members and you barely see anybody else and like off screen threats are portrayed as like noise and like single hands and like things pounding on windows like very very like minimal kind of like film in that way and so what ends up taking over the film and driving it is like the acting and the emotionality that is brought to it, and they act the fuck out of this. <laughs> 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 these are these are like Jim Carrey level like physical acting performances, but like played for horror comedy, comedy ish rather than comedy, right. Slapstick horror is like kinda like yeah, it's like the best like slapstick drama is the best way to put it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I mean uh, to start to start right off the bat, uh so the main character Tito is actually uh the director whose name Jay just said and has uh, slipped uh, my mind.
0: Grace Glowwick Grace Glowicky. Uh
1: Grace Glowicki, uh, who is basically in drag uh playing the main character Tito.
0: Yeah, she uh, she's she's doing like a drag king like Keanu Reeves. Like early yeah. Keanu Reeves, like like 90s teen heartthrob Keanu Reeves basically.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Um and uh the character is kind of uh portrayed as uh having like some some sort of like autism, some sort, some sort of disorder. Uh almost almost to the point of, like there, there's, like, some hints of, like, schizophrenia um, and uh, just kind of, like, hearing things that aren't there, seeing things that aren't there, and really, really scared of the outside world. Uh, and so the character, like, is basically barely functional and kind of, like, starving themselves and, and uh, you know, uh, like, suffering a lot. And then all of a sudden... Uh, their neighbor just kind of comes into their life like uh, this, like this, like very annoying, shitty stoner guy just kind of shows up uh, and like cooks him a meal and is nice to him uh, and then almost immediately starts taking advantage of him uh, and like. You know, and, and and like yelling at him and just being really unchill and shitty and weird. Uh, which. Like felt. I didn't I didn't want to say it felt familiar but it definitely felt like the sort of uh emotional palette of like getting into a certain type of relationship with another person. It paints like a really evocative portrait of like a very specific dynamic.
0: The physicality, I actually want to touch on that. Um so this is actually like a multi-part thing related on stuff you talked about. So the thing you said at the beginning where you were like, oh, I kind of expected to be annoyed by this film. And then we found out that it was like, oh, the director is doing drag. Um, I think it's because the trailer kind of deceptively suggests, but it also kind of is like, it feels like one of those movies that um, uh, like a dude would make that's very like, oh man, like what if the world was just like fucked up, you know?
1: Cause like the world yeah. is
0: fucked up, and like, what if that was like, like you just had to like, you were like a dude who couldn't talk right, and you had to like use a whistle to like get out of trouble, like that be, and then like a dude comes into your house, like wouldn't that be wild? Um, and the problem is that Grace uh, Glowicki, this is a great film. I'm gonna watch one of her short films actually after this because I am interested. Uh, great director. She is the the girl version of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her Kickstarter for this film uh is so fucking annoying <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's, it's it and the thing is it didn't make me like dislike the film it actually made me like the film more because it gave me more of an insight into like why certain choices are made but it is very much like it's so the film is essentially about like rape culture and like she was like on, oh, let me let me read the the quote from it My aspiration with Tito is that it encourages empathy across gender lines for the fear foisted upon female bodies by sexual predation. By supporting this film, you are supporting a project that is encouraging positive change and viewers' attitudes and assumptions surrounding sexual predation and promoting empathy and validation for an all-too-common female experience. Random words are just bolded in that. Uh, Okay, you know... Uh, uh, um... So I uh, and then in explaining why she's doing cross gender, so I decided to use cross gender acting, i.e., to re- reappropriate the experience of women as prey as the male creation and male problem that it is. Um, <laughs> and then she like makes a note that like Tito is not a trans man. Like Tito is is me playing as his man. Please do not read this character as an attempt at portraying like trans masculinity. That's not what this film is about. Uh, right. It's very Which to
1: be fair I I didn't get those vibes at all. I I, yeah. I did I did think it was like a classical stage kind of like drag yeah. performance of a cis character.
0: Yeah, same. Like, like to be clear, that is definitely not her, it did, that part didn't doesn't read as her covering her ass. That part clear like reads as her like clarifying for in case it comes up, but it she definitely is playing the character as as just a just a fucked up uh sis man. So it's like this this reading is like wow, this is like this sounds like it would be such an annoying film um but the way that ends up coming across in the film to me is that the way she sort of translates that is like a much is not to deny you know that like men don't don't face that because she does acknowledge that in her write-up here as well but to sort of like well what kind of predation do like a lot of men like experience and it's Oh, extremely codependent, abusive, like, male friends who basically bully them because they are more willing to scream at them and, like, prey on their anxieties. Yeah. Uh, And that, this movie fucking, to a T, captures what that is, but specifically, like, what it feels like.
1: Yeah. And that is a...
0: That is where it's like the the stuff that she's performing, where it comes off as like some sort of neuroatypicalness, is is an attempt uh, from reading over her like interviews and stuff to kind of bring to for her. She's like uh, she says it comes from a period in her time where she was just super paranoid. And she was like constantly paranoid about being like basically preyed on by men. And so she wanted to bring that to the character and she says like to her, what it made it feel, feel like, like she was like bending herself in and like trying to like make herself as like small as possible which is why Tito is like has a hunch and is like constantly like shrinking down and like shaking is that it's she's trying to bring a physicality to that anxiety anxiety. I think the fact that it reads as like neurotypical like definitely works with the dynamics that the film is exploring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did give me like a bit more pause of like, uh I mean, but at the same time, like it does at times read a little mocking of those kind of mannerisms. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And I I think that's a your mileage may vary thing. I I have very, very limited history with being like visually or like physically perceived as like neurological. Uh, I, I had like shit like neurological shit when I was a kid. But so I was kind of able to recognize and identify with that. But. I, again, I'm not a person who, like you know, has issues like dealing with like physical symptoms of autism. I'm not a person who has issues of becoming nonverbal or not making eye contact. I I can't speak to how f- much this portrayal captures that experience correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I would warn if someone's going into it that they're you know, maybe watch like the trailer online and kind of figure out if you if you feel like the film is going to maybe come off as a little too mocking i i i want to say it didn't but i i don't have the experiences to say for sure if it didn't
1: yeah I, and i mean eh, yeah i don't know that's interesting because i kind of got i i guess i got like a very different read on the movie um, oh really like like what read did you get well for one thing it didn't it didn't really seem so much to be well well, the movie itself doesn't like center uh like the presence of women uh which is probably you know on purpose um it 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 seemed more to be like about the concept of codependency and like uh that like specific type of friendship, you know more than anything else uh but i I will say that like. I, I'm I'm kind of understanding what she says, uh, specifically with regard to like the nightmare scene of them like looking at like 3D CG animated porn together.
0: Oh my uh, god, the, the, the <laughs> most like if you've ever gone onto like a like a, a I guess normal person porn website, the like click here to fuck two yeah. B from near automata, uh, like it's that <laughs> it's like literally that shit, just like horribly rendered giant dicks and like sfm models like grinding against them
1: yeah like that shit is genuinely uh profane and disgusting so like i do i do understand not to not to porn porn shame anybody i will uh (laughs) but like who 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 really does need the like endless like gifts of uh you know Video game characters getting tit fucked uh, in impossible positions. More to the point, like I I, I do also kind of in retrospect recognize like uh, where the movie is kind of like drawing a line between like that content and and just like the the sort of uh, uh, commodification of uh, pussy in air quotes. Which by the way, funniest scene uh, in any movie ever is when the uh, the uh, actor for his neighbor is just like talking about pussy and going out to get pussy and he just gets more and
0: more like just completely insane and he gets like like, angry at the concept of pussy (laughs) it's (laughs) it's it's, it's, it is incredible scene uh the the character's name is literally just like the friendly neighbor um the actor i know is is like a friend of grace's ben petrie is the character is the actor's name? It, yeah, it, incredible match of like two Tito's like kind of cringing like internal like acting. Ben is all external acting, and it's so <laughs> good.
1: Yeah, yeah, really, really, really big contrast between them, um, which was uh, very effective, uh, especially with with the just absurd pelvic thrusting and. <laughs>
0: That, that that was incredible. That man was like that he looked like he was popping his like hips in and out of place. Like he <laughs> That man yeah, that man it was... fucks like he's trying to stop a sinking ship. God. It it
1: it is in a lot of senses a, a kind of annoying movie in, in those regards. And I hate to I hate to uh kind of besmirch it as such, uh, but
0: you know, um I mean, it, we talked about this before. It doesn't help that not to put poor Ben on blast. He kind of looks like early in this film, <laughs> and he kind of acts like an early sketch in this film.
1: Yeah, yeah, just the very, very, very specific like grooming someone to find your like screaming idiosyncrasies like acceptable, uh, you know, an acceptable way for a human being to act.
0: Yeah, just, just um, like, and that's. I think uh, that's like a big theme in the film that kind of ends up really working, where it's like, see, reading their their thesis and then being like, okay, I kind of see how that leads to what we we see, because like a lot of what I got out is like, yeah, it's like intermale, non sexual but kind of weirdly sexual, like platonic though, like grooming, where it's like, oh, you're a loser. Well, I'm good at tricking you into thinking that I'm not a loser, but I'm meeting you at the place that you're at, but it's really just so that I can like exploit you because i'm like a just a just a more charismatic loser that's the thing about the movie that that gets me is that it's like we've all we've all
1: met this fucking guy like we all know this fucking guy it's basically like the new the newest like form of just insane misogynist who uh gives you a mental illness uh is just like this kind of like mousy stoner dude who is just like kind of loud and charismatic as a way to, uh, cover for something.
0: Yeah. The, the, the the nerd hippie where it's like, they initially come off as like super like, Oh man, no, I like love cooking. And like, dude, we're like vibing like so much, man. Like we should do drugs together sometime. Like I, it's such a type and the type looks such like this dude that while I was watching it, I took a screenshot, sent it to brew and said that it looked like a person that we have both encountered, uh, and went, <laughs> oh my god wait till you see what happens next <laughs> because, because he is that type of person oh yeah
1: Absolutely fucking big time. Like and you, it, and it's can, like
0: if you look at this guy and like think about like any of the stuff we've said, you'll look at this guy and you'll be like, oh, I've met this dude. Like you might not have gotten friends of him, but like you've seen him at a party. He was smoking weed as well. And he was at some <laughs> point claiming to be vibing with someone who has exchanged like four sentences with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just like. You know, as much as this is a, a movie against um, a movie against the sexual exploitation of women, which I, I think is definitely a really present um, aspect. I also just think it's uh, kind of talking about like social tribalism and how everybody is like really kind of, um, you know, not to not to bring up something that I talk about way too much, but just like the the sort of uh, uh, American isolation um not even political isolationism, but just like literally like fucking everyone's just a fucking loser. Uh, and, and this, there's this kind of like social panopticon that's, uh, puts that just like shoves you into like a kind of cast and, uh, or not, not even really like a firm, like, you know, I, what I'm, what I'm talking about here is like things that are completely inside of your head because no one is like, like, the social sort of, like, determination of anybody's, like, social worth is, like, false. It, it is, like, a, a completely bullshit concept. Um, but, like, kind of the origin of loserdom is people uh, buying into it in specifically the ways and, and, and the specific behaviors of, like, how... Uh, you know how these how these two characters uh, kind of play into it.
0: It 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 really kind of like uh to like the sort of that digital panopticon where it's like everybody is made into a loser who has to go into their tribe of losers and then those losers compete to see who can be the top loser. Um, right. Very ties into a, a, a political theory book I read recently called "Very Short Psychopolitics." If you can, you can probably find an easily pirated version online. Uh, but one of the things it talks about is. Uh, how neoliberalism has kind of moved away from the biopolitics of Foucault to the psychopolitics, where one of the things that tricks people into is just constant self-improvement uh, right. for the purposes of being better at capitalism. Not for the purposes of things you enjoy doing, but like constant, like self-monitoring and checking yourself and like, am I being a loser, basically? And like, that's what this movie is, is because like, you know... uh. Friendly neighbor doesn't show up to help Tito like be happier in his skin and feel less afraid of people around him he He shows up to make him feel more validated and thus be like, "Oh, you need to do the oh, you haven't had sex. I need to show you how to have sex. Oh, you haven't looked at bad porn. I'm gonna show you disgusting porn <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you haven't smoked God. weed, dude, I'm gonna force this joint in your mouth cause you need to smoke weed." oh god that scene was horrible yeah it's uh. it's it's uh it's it's so good and it's like it, it it's really cool how like the more we've been watching films the more i like can make connections because like you can even connect this to like uh the film and no gf documentary we talked about where it's like this tito is the kind of person who gets exploited in the ways that they show in that movie basically
1: <laughs> yeah um <sighs> Not to I mean like not to be this fucking kind of person, but like I did read a lot about uh the Columbine shooters because I was that kind of high schooler. Uh and I mean like I I also was like really I think anybody like that was a really weird time in history because like I uh basically the reverberations of Columbine, um you know, not to bring up fucking Columbine while we're talking about trying to talk about a fucking movie. No, 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 but, fine. I mean, it it it
0: like it's relevant. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, like the reverberations of that like affected every like everybody who is going to school in the United States to where like I I would just be like drawing something like when I was like way too young to even think about like guns or the concept of guns or the idea even of bringing a gun to school. I would have shit ripped out of my hands and be like, you're you're violent. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, OK, this movie portrays. um Ostensibly, the type of dynamic that like Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold had with each other, where like one of them was ostensibly like a depressed person, like a a you know like a very a very lost um, and and quite literally like mentally ill individual. They were both uh, you know mentally ill generally, uh, but like one of them was definitely like the instigating party and who like groomed the other and. and Kind of like brought him along for all of this like violence, and that's that's something that we see kind of play out um in in you know kind of a psychosocial uh sense uh among among men uh, and among people in general, kind of all over the place um, but it's 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 played out in a very large scale in the big huge quotes here dating scene, um which as we see in this movie, they're not really <laughs> they're obviously not trying to date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they're they're just trying to consume a commodity. Uh vis-a-vis getting pussy, uh, which is, you know, its own its own kind of social
0: uh and moral ill. The the weird like lie that they come up with Just like, oh, yeah, we're going to say we're in a band. And then the light comes up with to explain Tito is like Tito's like a he's like a he shreds when he's on stage. But, you know, he's got to he's got to reserve his strength for that. So that's why he's very clearly extremely uncomfortable and avoiding eye contact. (laughs) I like that even in that scene, you don't uh, you don't actually see. The like, you don't actually see the women. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like there like there, are no women in this film to the extent that even when like the characters are talking to women we don't see or hear them we just can tell from his facial expression that they don't believe him and that they are walking away from him because he is gross <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and i think um you know i i i just i just think that that's like i mean like it's it's a really fun touch it's like it's it's uh it helps the movie with Uh, the movie kind of feels a little bit like a one act. Um, and if anybody knows me, that's, that's my type of shit. Uh, that's, uh, the one and done act. We don't need any more acts. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, and uh, you know, I almost wish, I almost wish there were more movies that were, that were kind of like that. Um, but yeah, like it didn't really try to, uh, concern itself too much with, uh, you know, with, with trying to be fucking believable or uh like it was it was style it was stylistic i i would say uh in in every regard there were parts where i so weirdly we talked about another movie um that was like there's there's a lot of movies coming out that kind of feel in response to other movies uh and a weird thing that i picked up on was that i kind of feel like this movie was a response to under the skin um Oh a lot of similar imagery a lot of uh a lot of similar like weird use of like lighting uh and like a very um also just a very uh kind of psychosexual like uh delving into one you know one specific individual character the thing about under the skin is that it it kind of positions uh women as the uh or or i don't know i don't know if it implicitly does that or 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 what but it 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 plays with like these images of a woman kind of instigating sexualized contact with these unwitting males when like i've been Like, I've been living as a woman for some years at this point, and I have, I also am, like, a functioning member of society who is able to see and hear things, so I know that that is not necessarily, that that is, like, a fantasy, uh, that, you know, men are routinely kind of, like, the instigators of attention and harassment and, um, blah, 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 like, that's not to say women are, like, morally pure or should be or anything like that, but it's just, like,
0: it's just, uh, it's just, yeah. Like the the the, the way social shit plays out is like women. When you hear about cases of women initiating and like sexually harassing in that way, it's usually with like a with a power dynamic yeah, on top of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so this movie, this movie kind of feels like a reaction and a response to say, like, well, you know, maybe we wouldn't be in this fucking position as a society if, uh, bodies weren't. A commodity, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. So, sort, of, sort of recentering it back on the idea of like the, the the creating a male character who exhibits the same paranoia that she felt because of the commodification of bodies by creating a male character whose body and just like entire physicality is commodified and left vulnerable to less obvious commodification by by extension because of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and like you know we also have this character who at the start of the movie is just like uh kind of um and and i think that's uh it's kind of interesting and important that he like at the at the beginning of the movie he's like this uh, meat who is like unable to feed himself uh and you hear just a const- a constant soundtrack of like uh you know stomach growling and 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 shit like that so I, I think his presence in his own body and in, in, in that particular case uh, kind of kind of sets up a very specific uh, sort of mental like headspace for him to be in when he's eventually, you know, kind of dragged along. And, and it kind of provides like a story reason as to why he's like a lot more hesitant to kind of go out and, you know, get pussy. Uh yeah. <laughs> So, so, you know, that, that stuff, that stuff was interesting. And I thought the, the sort of themes at play there were really strong.
0: The scene where he pukes up like an entire box of Fruity Loops, uh, was very gnarly though. (laughs) That was disgusting horrible that was that that was like the moment where i was like oh this movie is all about outsized everything where it's like oh i'm not just going to have him puke it's i'm going to have him puke and then the way puke like you, the way you see puke when you're like on your knees with uh, your tears in your eyes where it just feels like there's so much of it yeah and this so motherfucker is going is to gonna actually seem literally puke. be so much of it <laughs> yeah this motherfucker out here eating two boxes of cereal and then puking <laughs> oh my god no wonder your tum tum hurt
1: <laughs> no wonder do you get the tummy tummy grumbly
0: oh my tummy hurt oh oh, oh my sh-tummy. It it's definitely another in the long line of films that understands uh that absurdity and terror can be very very closely linked and how to use that effectively yeah yeah for sure Uh, Just as a just as a a, maybe like a final little note before I forget. Uh, So for the Kickstarter, all the tiers have like uh, stupid little names like uh, the smallest is Tito is blushing. Uh, The (laughs) second is Tito is grateful. Tito is beaming. Tito is pumped. Tito's jaw dropped. Tito is pinching himself. Tito is freaking out. Uh, That tier, by the way, includes a Tito fidget spinner. Uh (laughs) I want a Tito's fidget spinner tito is i'm gonna look up what t what the tito fidget spinners look like uh oh Tito my is god weeping with glee tito is quaking with joy tito is doing cartwheels tito is gonna burst and then tito is in heaven and then finally tito loves you oh my god i love the construction of tito
1: it's like this person's like oc
0: yeah no it's 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 very cute uh i cannot i have not found photos of tito's fidget spinner. If you got a Tito I, fidget spinner, please send us a photo. Please send us a photo. Please sell it to us if you're not going to keep it. <laughs> I want, I want a Tito fidget spinner. I, I need more than anything, a Tito fidget spinner. Please, please, God, please. Uh, I'm gonna, i I want to email Grace Glowicky and like, do you have any more Tito fidget spinners? <laughs> I will do an <laughs> unboxing review of the Tito, of the Grace Glowicky official Tito fidget spinner.
1: Yeah, I, I will sing the movie's praises to the high heavens if I receive a Tito, a specialty Tito fidget spinner.
0: I do remember while we were watching it, when they got to the weird CGI porn thing, I was like, is that 2B's ass? And I looked, and it is. And I'm <laughs> very upset that I was able to recognize uh Nier Automata's 2B from her ass.
1: You fucking weeb! You fucking... What are you, some kind of fucking p- 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 porn looker?
0: I, I, I it was just—I was like, I know those gloves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did yeah. not recognize what the other character was, though, that they actually show the face of. Uh, maybe it was like an OC. Hmm. Yeah, I am I, curious I think- if they if they sourced those from anywhere, or if they like just had someone make them them, because they're very on point for like what that kind of porn looks like.
1: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like it, it definitely, it definitely looked like it. Uh, it. It, I, I couldn't, I actually, I didn't spot two B, and I, I didn't really recognize um any of the other characters. I, there was like some like very kind of boilerplate blonde woman. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. Insane, yeah, insane thing to include in the movie. Um, and even, even more insane if they uh had, you know like commissioned
0: works for that scene. I love the idea of them having commissioned work. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, actually uh, a final thing kind of tying back to the thing I said before of like, you know, it's a, it's a bit hard for me to judge. Uh, I, I, so I, I, when I was reading up on it, I found out that Tito's whole thing where he's like constantly bending over is supposed to be that he has a hunch. Do not like that decision. <laughs> I think it's that, fine that he could I think he could have just been hunched over because of anxiety. I, I think the implication is supposed to be that he formed a hunch because of uh because of his like anxiety and like his behavior, but it it does feel weird to to give a character uh like implied physical dis- disformity as part of their like character flaw.
1: Yeah, I don't love that. Um, See that that stuff. That that's the kind of that's kind of the pitfall of um I don't know, like a certain type of magical realist filmmaking that I, 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 I struggle with sometimes, uh, cause like you, you have to accept at some point that you're, um, to a certain degree, just as poisoned as like the, the societal ills that you're trying to point out, uh, or, or, or like poisoned in a very, very different way. Uh, just cause like, I guess you could make a point about, um, the relationship between deformity and uh kind of incelness or whatever uh, uh, but yeah, i don't yeah. think that's a very I, I i just don't think it's as interesting from someone who isn't like from the inside of 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 that yeah you know, so some, someone
0: somebody who having seen photos of uh looks looks like a like a a normal happy white woman
1: <laughs> yeah 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 exactly uh, and,
0: and as such maybe maybe should not Play a character of a physical dis- dis- disfigurement uh who is a pathetic loser. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, we're canceling it's like, it's like, you, Grace. Like I said, it's it's just like a weird thing that like is barely even in the text of the film because it just comes off like her character is like constantly like cringing down, but is apparently supposed to be that the character has uh uh, uh like a hunch in their spine. That's eh, that's lame it's just i mean like yeah to, like, to be like clear, i like, said before it's it's a great film and it gave me interesting insight into it but it's like also like uh like the director is kind of does kind of say some annoying things in interviews that are like all right come on like <laughs> yeah you, you don't need it. this isn't your like film thesis this is a, a movie you can let it you can you can let it talk for itself <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely what would you have rather spent your 12 dollars on
1: Um, I would rather have spent my twelve dollars on I mean the food in the the food in the movie looked pretty fucking good. I I do right uh,
0: I always want to get
1: like a a platter from a diner.
0: Oh that was like that was like some yeah, no, that was like some like uh what's that fucking dude's name? Miyazaki ass food.
1: Yeah. (laughs) maybe it was just kind of after, like, being framed after, like, a, a scene of someone vomiting up, like, two gallons of uh, fucking Cap'n Crunch or whatever. Um, but it did, it did make me hungies. Uh,
0: I am sending you an image that I do want to make sure is put in this video of Grace uh, Galuk, Gowicki, uh at some sort of, like, TIFF film festival thing wearing a hat that just says movies.
1: Oh, my <laughs> God. Hold on. <laughs>
0: I came across that while I was looking stuff up, and I was just like, "This needs to be in our video." I love this photo so much. This is genuinely iconic. This is a fucking yeah. look. Hell, fucking I yeah! I like movies. Movies. <laughs> that I... that that picture is film critter.
1: <laughs> that's our brand. I I love. Wow, that's an incredible image. I, I love that hat. Um, incredible uh what would uh, Gray, you what would you grace, rather
0: have you're uncanceled
1: <laughs> we're uncanceling you officially thank you for wearing your silly little hat i i loved it
0: uh you um, know what that's what i wish i would have spent my 12 dollars on i want i want that hat i want this movie's <laughs> hat
1: this this is just making us like want the, i want the tito fidget spinner i want the movie's hat J- grace please start a fashion line <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, actually, yeah, I I I would have spent my twelve dollars on the Tito fidget spinner and or movies hat. Uh I'm glad I didn't spend my twelve dollars on a gas station fidget spinner or like the cover for like a really whack club where oh, like yeah. that do like or, or like like the entry door fee where like I get cornered um by sorry, I mean the, the guy from uh from from this movie <laughs> the neighbor <laughs> um
1: yeah i mean that guy exists in every club he's just wearing different clothes
0: he's, yeah you know he he he's he is everywhere in seattle thankfully he does dress like that in seattle so it's pretty easy to spot him <laughs> uh maybe a few more of those like maybe a bit more patchouli oil and those like scarfs like oh, that yeah. uh you know like that kind of scarf i'm talking about yeah i do
1: oh i do um, I would not rather have spent uh twelve dollars on uh
0: source filmmaker porn, um, because you know what the what the fuck is that? And I, that's just still your. They just did it's also like why spend money on that when I can guarantee you the same quality <laughs> is being made like for free.
1: Like th- why spend money on it when you can't
0: fucking escape it? yeah yeah exactly i would spend money to make it go away there are like hundreds (laughs) of gigs of it being spent every day like google is probably currently trying to research ways to like just like keep it from being produced because it's just eating up data and servers
1: yeah some sort of google mk ultra campaign to make everyone stop being horny
0: Source filmmaker porn is, like, literally so ubiquitous that, like, in whatever cultural fallout will happen, like, archaeologists, statistically, something that will be preserved will be just, like, mercy from Overwatch getting just, like, fucked apart.
1: I think that's the, uh, I think that's the legacy that humanity deserves. I think we've dug
0: our own grave there. That and Tito Fidget Spinners. All that's gonna be left.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we enjoyed talking about these movies. These are both wonderful. We have another uh, three-free episode that's probably already out. Uh, I think that one's coming out before this one. Um, but, uh, keep an eye out for, uh, that. We've got Film Critters Throws It Back, our $5 and up patron-exclusive show where we talk about older films. Um, Jay, why don't you tell them what we're gonna be talking about
0: for, we are going to uh, be talking a, about uh, parent. We're talking about conspiracy theory films, and the winning vote was Jacob's Ladder, which I foolishly promised to do the original and the really bad remake. So we're going to be talking about both of those, and we're going to talk about how conspiracies have changed in the past twenty years. Yeah. Uh, by so like, the way, if you be... didn't know that there was a remake of Jacob's Ladder, uh, there was, and I've already <laughs> seen it, and it fucking sucks. And if you want to hear more, you can. You, you can come join our come join our patreon we got a lot we got a lot of we got a lot of fun little videos like that yeah we got a forrest gump video that got both our twitter's uh dmca'd <laughs> yeah uh
1: we also have last month last month's uh, pay, uh patron exclusive throws it back episode was uh about uh Copaganda. Um, And we talked about Zootopia and Dark Knight Rises, and that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, if you if you join, you get, uh, you know, access to the to the freaking backlog back there. You get to hear us talk about all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, and we've got more more stuff in the pipeline. We're watching movies all the time here in quarantine.
0: Yeah, there really there really is just not much else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it, right? In addition to Patreon, don't forget if any of these movies sounded like something you'd want to see and you haven't seen them already, in the in the description we're gonna have links to to places you can go to see if there's any local theaters near you or just pick a random one. Just support independent theater, bitch,
1: bitch, fucking do it. Don't ask questions. Support the arts, pussy. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh. My name is Baru.
0: My name is. J Bear Hat. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.